Hallelujah. That's our prayer. Lord, leave us astounded. Leave us astounded. Lord, we want to be amazed. Lord, renew that thing that we had when we first came to you. Father, in Jesus' name, fresh touch, fresh anointing. Lord, leave us astounded today with your presence, by your presence. Holy Spirit, we grant full access, everything that we are, everything that you want us to be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for uh, braving the elements. Now, before I I get started in the message, I I just want to remind you um, about the prayer cards. There should be some at each of the offering boxes and on the back counter. What? No. Yeah, you could leave them in the offering boxes, or you can hand them to myself or Michelle. But this is if you have any prayer requests at all. Um, You'll see it's, it's very easy to fill out. If you have a prayer request for yourself or for someone that you know. And on Wednesdays, we'll still continue our adult uh, Bible study, but the group that's here will be praying. We'll, we'll look at these cards and we'll be praying. Now, if something's urgent and you can't wait until Wednesday, by all means, bring it up. Bring it to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's, my brothers and sisters, that's, this is important. Not this card, but the prayer. That, that's important. And I, I, I want us to be a praying congregation. Individually, absolutely. Your prayer life is very important, both for yourself, obviously, and for those that God has put in your atmosphere, and for our church, for our congregation. Continue to lift each other up and bless each other with prayer. Amen? Amen. 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 God hears you. So we're going to begin. Uh, as we begin, there were a couple of uh, weeks ago, we're going to begin in Hebrews 11. Uh, verse 6, and we'll probably go there a couple of times, but Hebrews eleven six. 6. Now, I've got this, I, I've left this in the front of my Bible. There's some notes that I had taken a few weeks ago about two messages. And um, for whatever reason, nothing came of it until this week. And this week, I, I see why, and, and as we get into it, and there's another one, I hope that will come up soon, if the Lord allows. But my brothers and sisters, this has been on me for a few weeks, and then this week it just the, it got legs. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And as I said, this is something, and and you very familiar scripture with all of us. We all are familiar with the scripture. Those of us who have been Christians for any length of time whatsoever, and we understand that we are what we are by faith. Amen. But my brothers and sisters, and though I made those notes a couple of weeks ago, this week there were two stories in the news that I just got me, just grinded on me. And and it just caused me, I guess, to go back and look at these notes that I started. The first story is about that satanic temple that that they put that display in the state capitol house in Iowa. Anybody familiar with that? Okay. Yeah, uh, the satanic temple, which is now recognized as a religion, um, they have full tax-exempt status, so on and so forth. But Christmas time, they decided that they're going to put their um, display up there. Now, uh, many people were upset about it, and, and I believe rightly so, obviously. Many people were upset about it, and they uh, you know, got on to the governor about it. And the governor is a Christian. I'm just going to read to you a couple of quotes uh, these, out of the story that I read. The governor disrespected the people of faith who are not Christian. She encouraged all those of faith 
to pray over the capital and to further recognize the nativity scene and the reason for the season. The tone and tenor of this article that I read was totally against the governor. The governor, on the one hand, when she was uh, being beat up by the believers and saying she shouldn't allow it, uh, but she had to speak as she said, I, I, it's, it would, it's lawful, I can't do anything about it. They're recognized now. So she had to, she had to let it be. It's, so, but what she did was she said that. She said instead of you know, her trying to exercise some kind of authority and removing it, she said, as believers, we need to go ahead and pray about the nativity and, and recognize the real reason for the season. Also, uh, and, and so the person that wrote this article was totally negative about all of that, and obviously so were the Satanic Temple people. Another quote, the governor's statement is offensive to those who are ex- exercising their right to their beliefs. How? I don't know. And to display those beliefs in a public space. The statement is also offensive, listen to this, to those of faith who are Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, by you, you hear it? So now watch. I just want to tear this down just a little bit. First, remember last week, political or spiritual? Spiritual. Spiritual. But she's a political figure. She's also a believer in Christ Jesus. Now what she did, she couldn't lawfully take it down, but she said, she stated, now we as believers need to pray. She has just as much right to state her values as anybody else. Amen? First. Second, do you see what they were offended at? Those of faith, and they name all of these other faiths. Now Jewish, that's, that is a faith. It's a faith that hasn't been completed yet. Muslims? No. Hindu? No. Buddhist? No. Let me look, let, let's look at something, of, if you would please. Look at Ephesians with me. Chapter 4. I want to remind you, this is what our scripture says. This is what our God says. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith. One faith one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. My brothers and sisters, in this scripture, I mean, you, you could look at, I'm not an English major, as you know, but, you know, the, you know faith being uh, sp- spoken to as, as a noun. There's one faith. There's one. That's from our scriptures. That's our God telling us there's only one faith. Amen. So now when that believer, as a governor said, those who are of faith, Spoke, she spoke rightly. She spoke correctly. And she has the freedom to do so, and so do you. One faith. See, I want to pause here for a minute. Because we've become so sensitive, we're we're so um, afraid that we're going to offend somebody, but it's okay for them to turn the table on us. No, it doesn't work that way. I'm certainly not going to uh, go out of my way to offend anybody, but I'm certainly, least of all, going to offend God. God says one faith. That's what I believe. Amen? Amen? That's truth. One, one faith. One God who is above all and in us all. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's look at something else. In Acts 6, Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Do you see how... Uh, now, there's many places. There's another one in 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now, the Spirit expressly says, in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So, my brothers and sisters, why am I... I and there's many more like this that will say the faith. 
why, why am I bringing that to your attention? Because she rightly said that, and we rightly have to know that, that there is one faith. That is the faith. Galatians 2.20, I've repeated all the time, and I know you know it. Uh, you know, watch. I'm crucified with Christ, yet I live. Not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, my brothers and sisters, this faith that we believe is one faith. There's only one way. There's only one King. There's only one Lord. There's only one. His name is Jesus. That is the faith. That is what our whole faith, our whole doctrine, our whole theology rests on that thing, that one thing. In Him is all truth. Amen? Amen. So it's so important that we understand that. But, and so it's, it's, it's the faith in the Judeo-Christian God is the faith. Amen. The faith. And in this text, in this context, it's, we're using it as a noun. But let me go now into James. Bear with me. And we're going to be in James chapter 2. I'm going to begin in verse 14. Some of this will be up, some of it won't. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you don't give them the things that they are needed for the body, what does it profit? What good does it do? Thus, look at 17 with me, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Let me pause here for a minute. So now watch. When, when the apostle by the Holy Spirit is saying, Talking about if you say if you if someone comes to you in need of these physical things and all you say is I'm going to pray for you. Now this isn't criticizing prayer, prayer by faith, and we just talked about it a moment ago, and and we're invested in this, and and we're invested in you, and you're invested in us. We're praying for each other. The Bible tells us very specifically pray for one another. The Bible talks to us about praying, but it also says that we need to pray in faith, pray and believe. Amen. Okay, so that's all part of it. So this isn't saying this isn't being critical of prayer. It's not being critical of. It's not saying that you should, uh, if you don't have any means by giving somebody something, that prayer doesn't work, or it's not fitting in that position or in that place in that context to pray for the person who's in need. Pray for the person who's in need. Certainly, that's not what that's saying. But what that's saying is, if that person's in need of something, and you all you're saying is you're praying, it's it's comparing. That person will die in need. Just like your faith without some kind of activity will die. It's dead. That's the comparison that it's making here. So now look, back in 17. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. See, my brothers and sisters, faith in this context of grammatically, grammatically speaking, there's a noun here, but my brothers and sisters, I want to say faith without a verb or faith not being a verb is dead. Faith requires action or activity. There has to be something with the faith in order for it to be alive, in order for it to be effective, in order for it to be inanimate. Are you with me? Okay. I know there's not as many of us today that just have to get a little bit louder. Amen. Hallelujah. Watch this in verse 19. You believe that there is one God. See, my brothers and sisters, that's first and foremost. And let's see, did I, yes, I did. I highlighted there. You believe that there's one God. Now, here we are in a group of believers 
I mean, it's so elementary and rudimentary, Tony. Why in the world would you have to? So let's go back. Don't, don't turn back there, Tony. Just, but without faith, it's impossible to believe it. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is what? He's God. So why would the apostle or Holy Spirit repeat that? Why? Because Tony's human and he's type A. He likes to do things that he thinks is right. Tony, even though he loves God and even though he's trying his best to serve God, there are times and occasions when Tony thinks that, I've got this. I'm, no, I'm never God in my own life. I have to give all that I am to Him. Right? Every situation, every circumstance, all that I am belongs to Him. I'm not God, He is. And sometimes, to be honest with you, my brothers and sisters, those of us... I mean, I'm just going to be old school here. I mean, those of us who are raised up to work and, and, and to do things, and if you want something, you work for it and all that other stuff, you know, sometimes there's a detriment because we end up, you know, relying on our own abilities and our own intellect. Come on. I know that I'm not the only one in here just because you're still sleepy. No, uh, no, come on. I know that there are people in this room. I know, and I happen to know, I have two sons that I'm not trying to ridicule them, but they are very much people that are doing, my daughter, very much people that are working hard and doing things and gaining things because of their, their work and their ethic and all this other stuff. But see, so sometimes it's a little bit harder for someone like that or for someone like me. To, and I'm not claiming the intellect that they have, but at least the, the giddy up and go. Amen. Come on. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after this. I'm going to work for this. This seems right and I'm going after it. And my brothers and sisters, there's not, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that. But God, the, the, the faith in God has to be the thing that, is the, that sparks you, that moves you. You don't move in that direction until you've considered what God says and then go, pedal to the metal. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you believe there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. My, see, I, I love this. So now watch. When someone tells you, yeah, I believe in God, okay, big deal. The, the demons believe in God. They ain't none of them going to heaven. Come on. So <laughs> obviously that ain't enough. I have yeah, there's a God. Okay. Who is he? Who is he? That's important. Yeah, there's a God. What's his name? Amen. What's his name? What's his name? See. Do you know him? Yeah, Jesus, Jesus. Okay, but do you know him? Here's the other question. Does he know you? Hallelujah. Woo! This is awesome stuff, isn't it? See, I I want to get in his presence. I want to know him more. Amen? Hallelujah. You do, I think the evens believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So there has to be this motivate. There has to be this, this animation to it. There has to be works. There has to be some action behind what we say. It can't be just verbalized. It can't be just oral. It has, and it can't be just imagined. It has to be. It has to have legs. It has to have arms. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now I know, you know everybody in this room. I, I would venture to say believes that, and this is all kind of you know rudimentary, elementary. But my brothers and sisters, remember where we are. <clears throat> People of all shapes, sizes, and whatever say claim faith. 
And remember where we started. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But it's important what that faith looks like, what that faith is in. And my brothers and sisters, again, to take it to that next step, which we just did, it's important that you, yeah, I have faith in Jesus. I have faith. I know who God is. I have faith in him. Okay, but how does that play out in your life? Not just talking about it. Yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Not just talking about it, but actually doing something. Is your faith alive? Amen? There's their animation. Is there motivation? Hallelujah. Is there some action behind that? Amen. I'm starting to preach myself happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, look at, so that was that one story that got me going. And I say, I knew God is so good because I, I couldn't get that, even though I had those notes that I started three weeks ago, I, cu I couldn't get any legs to it. God was, it was like nothing. I tried, but nothing. Then this week I read these stories and now it opens up. The second story. There was a college, a Christian university, that had um, a holy sexuality week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what they did was um, they preached and taught about sexuality, especially in this climate. It's very difficult because now the young people, all, you know, whether they, they're Christians or not, believe that you know, sex out of wedlock and you know, uh, same-sex marriages and all that stuff is, is okay. And so this Holy Sexuality Week was biblically, it, you know, it, it was biblically advanced. And there were some uh, homosexual students that took offense. And they all wrote a letter. Was, I think it was like 100 students um, that wrote a letter to the uh, president of the university. And uh, they're highly offended and so on. It's a Christian university. Yeah. See, and they were highly offended by one person who, in sp who specifically used to be a homosexual, and then he became born again, and now he's speaking, but not hatefully, and he's using scripture. In fact, when he was questioned about, um, you know, these people being offended, and, you know, what do you think about that? He quoted scripture. And so, my brothers and sisters, it, it wasn't done hatefully, but it was done scripturally. And so now what the universities uh, agreed to was to go ahead and listen and have a, some kind of a, a meeting and a counseling session and hear uh, their point of view, their perspective. Now, the president, to his credit, said, we're probably not going to change anything, but we'll listen. Okay, Tony, what does that have to do with me? Well, my brothers and sisters, it ver it's very important... Again, what do we believe? Because, my brothers, these folks have the opinion that you could still do those things and still be a born-again Christian. You could still be serving God and serving yourself, as it were. Come on, please, don't, don't get the glazed look. Don't fall asleep. I'm, I'm not going to cut any backflips today. I don't want to hurt myself. But, my brothers and sisters, it's, it's important that we understand this. Why? Well, Tony, why? I don't struggle with that. No, but there are many young people who yes, do. Yes, yes. And among other things as well. And sexuality, not just home... Listen, it, it doesn't say what was really uh, one of the other major topics that was discussed during Holy Sexuality Week, as I understand it, is no sex out of wedlock. So same, same uh, or opposite sex relationships, they're not condoning those at all as it relates to coming together. So, so my brothers and sisters, it's important that we understand this is about God and, and what our faith is actually in. What? Come on. I believe in God. Okay. 
Again, who is he? He's the truth. And there's only one truth. Regardless of the changing times and regardless of what the social mores have turned into, there's still only one truth. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so glad about that. I don't have to, okay, how does God feel about me today? Or what? No, I know that He loves me. What does God require of me today? The same thing He required yesterday. Now, where, where is this all going? The same place it was going when He put it all into motion. It's, it's the same. I wonder if He's in a bad mood today. No. I wonder if He ran out of grace today. No. Do you, do you, I'm not, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're smiling. I, I really am. I really am not trying to be facetious, but I'm really trying to. This is God. Amen. One truth. One. I don't have to guess. I don't have to be concerned that he changed. I don't have to. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Or I, I crossed the line one too many times. Now, Listen. Now, when I say that, I get in trouble with the Pharisees and the legalists. No, I'm not giving you any permission, by, and not, certainly not giving myself permission to do the same things over and over and over again. I'm not saying that, that that's cool. But God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. What's faith? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now, many of you have been studying for a long time. You know what that means. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means what you hope for, what, what, what you're hoping for, what you think is going to happen, it's, it's already happened. It's there. You already, it's spiritually, you already got it. You, you already know that it's real. Even though you can't see it, it's real. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. What, what does that mean? And so then he goes into the, 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 um, the faith honor roll. And he begins here, By faith we understand that the worlds were, were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Watch. The elders, the Old Testament saints, the ones who, even though they didn't see Jesus, they were looking forward because they knew where there was something. They were looking forward in faith. Abraham, who trusted God, even though it didn't look right, even though it doesn't, didn't, even though his wife tried to get him to, to follow a different plan, and it, you know, all of that, he still believed God, looking forward in faith, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. What was faith in God? He believed what God told him, and he followed God. So while, that's why, remember my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm going to tax your memory just a little bit. Remember, there was um, that, that, that beggar sitting by the rich man's gate. Yeah. And remember, he was begging and the dogs licked his sores. And remember, he died and the rich young man died. And the rich, they, listen, the rich young man who did not believe in God, had no faith in God, went to hell. And, the, and listen... Where did, where, did the, uh, where did Lazarus go? And we know it's a true story because Jesus named names. Lazarus, where did Lazarus go? He went to Abraham's bosom. See, it wasn't heaven. Why? No one could beat Jesus to heaven. Amen? He was the first. No one could beat Jesus to heaven. But remember, also in Ephesians, right? It said, listen, before he ascended, he descended and he led captivity captive. 
and gave gifts to men. Amen? So he went down and he preached the gospel. The ones that you were the one that you were looking forward to in faith, that's me. Let's go. We're getting out of here. Satan, you have no control. Boom. Ah, we're out. My brothers and sisters, that's faith. I know that happened. How do I know that? He said so. He said so. And I know that that happened. Hallelujah. So now all of those Old Testament saints that were looking forward, believing God, like Abraham. What about Enoch? Enoch, I think we're going to get there. Let me read. Uh, Nah, we're not. Enoch, remember? It said that he walked with, in Genesis, he walked with God and then he was no more. God raptured him. Took him right there. Come on. But he did not receive the same thing that the... Come on. See, my brothers and sisters, awesome stuff. Abraham, Enoch. What, what about all of the other Old Testament saints? What about David? Where's David? He's with God. My brothers and sisters, they were looking forward in faith. David had a New, new Testament understanding about God. He knew, don't take your spirit from me. No, come on. God, it's you that I've sinned against. I don't, you know, these other people, yeah, it might cause me embarrassment, but you're the one that I've sinned against. Come on. Hallelujah. Do we really understand that the things that we see were created by totally invisible things? Do we try to kind of mix the science you know, with what God says? Well, when I was a younger person and I didn't know Jesus, but I knew of Him, I would try to kind of rationalize, yeah, there could be a God and there could also be uh, some, uh, some science working together. Um, you know, there could be a God and maybe He just got the process started. He got the ball rolling. And then when, when I was younger, man, before I knew Jesus... That's not what this says. Tony, we all know that. Okay, then I'll move on. Remember where we started. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is. He is God. Listen, and He rewards those who say they have faith. Uh He rewards those that diligently seek Him. Do you know He's God and you're not? Are you seeking His interests or your own? Come on. Are are, are you seeking your happiness? Are you seeking your comfort? Are you seeking what makes you happy in this moment? Are you seeking... Come on. Right? Are, Are you with me? I've got my moments. I've got my moments. But this is saying something about diligently seeking Him. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? Don't answer. In yourself. What are you really hoping for? Watch. Because if it's lining up with God, you got it. Did you, did you hear that? 
What are we doing? If it's lining up with God, you've got it. How do you know if it's lining up with God? Are you diligently seeking Him? See, that's how we know. Are you seeking God or are you seeking your own? If you're seeking God, then that means, listen, your hopes, what you're hoping for. I I would venture to say that all the parents in this room are hoping and believing and trusting for the salvation of their children and their children's children. That's totally in line with with God's Word. Go ahead and pray that. Go ahead and keep praying it. Amen? But, But what are the other things, the daily things? I mean, oh yeah, but that's so important. You know what? Remember what we learned in Corinthians Now all things are of God. Isn't that what it says? Now all things are of God. What does that mean? That means every area of your life and my life involves God. Does it? You see, my brothers and sisters, am I diligently seeking Him? Because if I am diligently seeking Him, I'm going to get that His will for my life done. Period. I have the right in Christ Jesus, and I have someone who is with me, praying through me, and then making, you know, being my advocate in heaven. Jesus. What better counselor can I have? Can't. Hallelujah. So watch. That takes me to this next scripture, because this is an important one to me. And I think it's an important one to a lot of you, but this got me through a lot of tough times. In Romans 8 and 28, everybody knows this. Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Amen? To those who are the called according to their purpose. Now, did I mess up the pronoun there? Yeah, this, this, this pronoun thing in the culture has got me all jacked up. No. To His purpose. See, I'm called according to His purpose. You and me, we, those of us who were in Christ Jesus, listen, you know, He knocked on the door of our heart and we answered. Amen. He called your name and you answered. And guess what? He's getting ready to call your name again. Ray, come up hither. He might use your full name. <laughs> Do you understand though? Tony, come up hither. He, he's getting ready to call us up again. But my brothers and sisters, if we don't hear Him call the first time, we won't hear Him call the second time. And my brothers and sisters, look, you see what this is saying. Listen, I'm called to His purpose. Am I diligently seeking Him? Right? What am I hoping for? Are my hopes wrapped up in the purpose that He has for me? What am I hoping for? Man, I hope I have the biggest church in Dade City. Big church, big problems. I just want more people here. More people, more problems. Right? Come on. I'm, again, I'm not being facetious. However, you know it's true. And so look, if that's God's will for me, then get down on my face and pray for it. And I have. I have. Wrongfully. Right? God, bring those who you have ordained should be here. Hallelujah. Amen? So you should be proud. Listen, I want to ask you as a favor, as your pastor, if you consider this your church, this is your church home, this is your family, I'm begging you to remember that in your prayers. Lord, please bring the people who you have called to this ministry, to this location, to this sheepfold. Bring them. Hallelujah. 
Awesome stuff. See, that's his purpose. What's according to his plan? But see, again, you know, this is, is anybody having as crazy a Christmas season as Michelle? <laughs> Right? But we get so busy. And, and, you know, although Michelle is having a busy season, Tony's got to pay for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you, but you understand, my brothers and sisters, you know, we're busy. We have all of these things going on, all of these things happening this season. Are we remembering him? Because, again, even though the, uh, the Roman church changed it and Jesus, you know, they attached it to the pagan holiday. It's still the holiday that we remember. It's still the one that we have an opportunity. It's still the one that we can go out there and say, He is the reason for the season. I don't care about your evergreen tree. I don't care about whatever it is that you... No, He is the reason we celebrate right now. He is the reason you're getting a gift from me. Why? Because He is the gift that God gave to me, and so I'm going to go ahead and give you something. Hallelujah! Hey, I'm preaching myself happy again. How about that? Amen! Amen! And it's got nothing to do with the Santa Claus God getting what you want, when you want. Oh, Jesus, checking his list. Are you naughty or nice? No! Jesus... God so loved the world that He gave Himself. Always been God. Always will be God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so what, what, do we, what is our faith in? What are we believing? What are we trusting in? See, my brother and sister, I had a... <laughs> it's so... I, I, I laugh at people's ignorance. I laugh, but I'm sad at the same time. But when someone can say, well, this faith, that faith, we all have faith. We're all people of faith. Okay, again, your faith might be in this, but there's really only one truth. Well, no, it could be different for everybody. Well, then your faith is worthless. If that's what you believe, then your faith is worthless. Because maybe I'm going to make up another one like uh, L. Ron Hubbard. I'm going to make up a religion, make some money, get a bunch of followers. Come on. Oh, see, did I did I make somebody mad? No, no, no. Hey, maybe I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a Mormon church. I'm gonna add on to whatever the word said, and I'm gonna make these other books because you know I was in the woods and an angel spoke to me, and now I'm gonna add the Book of Mormon to what's already written. But by the way, this one says anybody adds to or takes away the curses and the plagues that are in this book, let it be upon them. Huh? How do you do that? How do you do that? How how how, how do you do that? See, my brothers and sisters, I'm not mad. I'm happy. So, but I'm, I'm, I, I look at this and I'm seeing all this stuff and I say, man, you've got to be blind in one eye and can't see out the other to believe some of this stuff and for them people to actually stand on that and be so passionate about it, be so passionately wrong. See, and so I'm thinking, Lord, I always want to give an example. Lord, I, I, I had a dream about this. I had to put in a dishwasher yesterday for Michelle. But she saved me money. <laughs> she got a sale. She got a great deal. So she went out, and I'm there putting in this dishwasher. But you know what? First, in order for me to put that in, I had to take something out. I had to, I had to realize the one I had was no good. That, 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 any, that tracking with anybody? I had to, there was something I had to realize. Nope, that one is not good. I need to get rid of that. I need, to, I need to get something better. I need to get something real. Something that's going to do the job. Amen? Amen? Michelle took care of that for me. 
So I'm thinking, Lord, how do I... I'm having dreams. Last night, I literally am having dreams about what to tell you about this stupid dishwasher, believe that or not. But I'm telling you, I'm in that kitchen and I'm, I got everything tore out. There's a mess. I got, you know, water on the floor. You know when you take the... Uh, the you know the dishwasher is connected to the disposal if you have it? You take that off. And man, that stank, man. It's, 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 there's nothing about that job was fun. Nothing. Nothing. So I, I, follow, I take out the book and I follow the instructions. And I did. And I follow, and I'm reading, and I want to follow the instructions so bad. But this is hard. My eyes aren't great. The kitchen light is okay. Maybe I'm not looking at this right. Well, I understand this step. This step, maybe let's just jump over. Then I come to realize, in order for me to make this work, I literally have to go buy another part to make this thing work. To, to hit, you believe that? We paid all that money. Now I've got to go buy something else to put this thing in. Come on, man. So I have to go down to the Home Depot, go all the way down there. I'm a mess. I go in there. And so I'm looking for this part. And it has to be a specific part to get the water to hook into the dishwasher. So I'm looking. And I can't find it. So now I'm thinking, okay, what about if I do this? Is that tracking with anybody? Maybe I can make it work this way. Right? Well, it says that I need a 3 8 connection here, but I know, and I, this is what I dreamt. I dreamt this last night. I'm so wacky. There's something wrong with me. I'm telling pray for me. I'm thinking about this so hard. Last night I'm thinking about, you know what? There's, I got a bunch, I have a bunch of quarter-inch tubing at my shop. Surely it doesn't mean I have to use 3 8 tubing. I could go to the shop and get quarter-inch tubing and make this sucker work. Come on. Couldn't do it. And so I'm standing there, and I've got these Home Depot workers, some of them trying to avoid me. I don't know, maybe I look bad. I don't know. And then some of them, hey, do you need help? Because I looked lost. Do you need help? Nah, good, got it. And I'm still up there, and I'm looking, trying to find this particular part. And I can't find it. And so now I'm thinking again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rig this. I'm going to fix this up. I'm going to make this work Tony's way. Tony's going to work it. And, and now I can't find the parts to rig it. So lo and behold, I just get, God is so good to the stupid people like me, I get right in, and stand right in front of my face, dishwasher fitting. <laughs> so I'm standing there wasting all that time looking and looking and then trying to figure out it can't be, I, it's got to be something, I'm going to make it work another way. Staring me right in the face. Right in the face. So I go back and I'm looking and I'm still looking and I'm, I'm reworking it, but I can't quite understand everything because the pictures aren't good, my eyes aren't good. I get everything hooked up and, and I'm missing steps, but if I could do it this way, then a little bit of trial and error had to happen. I started to zig when I should have zagged. And I found out real quick, no, I can't zag before I zig. 
Start all over again. Are you feeling me? See, my brothers and sisters, my faith, His purpose, my hopes, are all tied up in this. And so now I'm telling you, I've been studying this for a long time, and many of you in this room have as well. And I'm still learning. And I've still tried some things and had learned the hard way. Come on. But God. But God is merciful so that even when I'm looking all over, but it's staring me right in the face. Come on, is anybody? Is this ringing with? Am I the only one getting anything out of this? My brothers and sisters, this is so. Listen, what I am hope, what I am hoping for, is right here. And you know what? Everything that I'm hoping for is in Jesus. He is the Word, living. Amen? Everything I need, everything I want, everything that I could hope for is there. But it, again, it goes back to His purpose and plan. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love the earth, to those who are called according to His purpose. Watch this. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. D- did you see that? We're predestined to be in His image that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, he, these he called. See, he knew when you called, whoever answered that call was going to be conformed to the image of Christ. He didn't make you answer the call, but he knew you would. Amen. See, because I don't want to, if you have any Calvinists in here, I'm not a Calvinist. So I, I'm not, I, it's not all pre-planned. God, knows, God already picked out who he's going to save and who he's not. He already knows who's going to be saved because he knew he was going to respond to the call. Amen? So moreover, whom he predestined, these also he called. Whom he called, he justified. Do you remember what that means from when you're your little you know, Sunday school class? Justified. I'm just, what does that mean? It's just as if you've never sinned. You're justified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I can't see it. You don't have to. Faith. And whom he justified, these he glorified. Hallelujah. Already happened, already done. Yeah, but I don't. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter what you think. What matters is what he says and what you believe. I'm just trying to get somebody in here to believe that, listen, my brothers and sisters, you're called. And if you respond to that calling, my brothers and sisters, your life is wrapped up with His. And if your life is wrapped up with His, my brothers and sisters, all things are going to work together for your good. Even when you're in the middle of that bad situation. Even when, my brothers and sisters, even when when that child of yours or that spouse of yours is working on the last nerve. Even when it's all going wrong at the job. Or even when that dishwasher doesn't fit and you've been at it all day. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing. And I know these are little light things. But what about the serious things? What about you are in depression? What about my brothers and sisters? You don't have to be. Easy for me to say. But faith trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. By faith that thing that you think you don't have, if you can muster up faith 
and hang on, my brothers and sisters, you already have it. You already have it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Father, the glory that I had when I was with you, I want that back. He was getting ready to go to heaven. The glory that I had with you from the beginning, I want that back. That status, that stature, that office. The glory that I have, I give to them. Who's them? Us. As he is in this world, so are we. Do you believe it? It's true. He said it. Amen. Believe it. Walk in it. Amen? Amen? I always say this. Our faith says that our leader said while he was in a body, while he was on this earth, before Abraham was, I am. He identified himself as God. That's what that meant. Right? He said, unless you believe I am, you will die in your sins. He said that. John chapter 8. Amen? Come on. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He said it. Jesus said it. Do you believe it? My brothers and sisters, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, be blessed. Have faith. Lord, bless us with a fresh dose of faith. Lord, not that we want to impress you, but we want to please you. Lord, in, in the name of Jesus, we're asking, Lord, for a fresh touch, a fresh dose by your Holy Spirit. Father, whether we need a touch in our physical bodies, Father, whether we need our mind to be renewed, Father, whether we need some spiritual eyes to see some of these things that the enemy has placed in front of us, or Lord, that our own flesh is giving us blindness in certain areas over. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless us with a fresh anointing that will break the yoke. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would would bless us, Lord, with a, a joy, that you would bless us, Lord, with a peace. Lord, that you would bless us with all of these things. But Lord, I pray that we would all be blessed, all be blessed, Lord, right here, right now, with an unction, with a desire, Lord, to devour your word like we haven't in a long time. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Straighten out the bad places. Straighten out the crookedness. And glorify those spots. Lord, those, those particular spots that you've called us to, Father, in Jesus' name, let those things be realized in our lives. We give all that we are to you. Do with us, Lord, as you will. Hallelujah. My brothers and my sisters, if there's something very specific or special, I hope and pray right now that you would not be shy, that you would call it out, under your breath, out loud. Call it out. In the, if you know my brother or my sister that there's something 
that has been holding you back or you know that there's a thing that you said that you did that you need to apologize to somebody for, take care of it. Oh, I'm not saying to you, my brother or my sister, oh, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. No, what I'm saying to you, my brother or my sister, is that you want it totally clean before God so that you can receive the full potential, the full glory that God, the fullness of God. Don't be cheated because of a human thing. Don't be cheated. Give it to God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take it, Lord, as we give it to you. Amen. 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 Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you guys. Go in peace. And I hope to see you here next Sunday. I think I know what the message is going to be, but who knows.